call to worship, Psalms 51, 7 through 13, Pew Bibles, page 527. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will turn back to you. Scripture reading is from Revelation chapter 3, verse 11 to 13. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Thank you. The Gospel reading today is found in Matthew twenty six twenty seven to 29 and that is in page 917 of your pew Bible in the new, today's New International Version. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. It is a solemn joy that we celebrate today. Gorgeous day, lots of friends and family and beautiful people gathered around. We're in the house of the Lord. It's the Sabbath. There's so many things to celebrate, and yet somehow today is different on top of it all. Today we engage something that we engage often enough, hopefully, to be reminded of Christ, his love, his incarnation, his advent, his self-sacrifice, his care. We're reminded of his teachings and the call to a brotherhood and sisterhood. We're reminded of the big picture, that we love God supremely in our neighbors ourselves. We're chided out of our legalism and we're chided out of our sins into something more productive, something that gives us peace and leaves us with a sense of giftedness and freedom and purpose. We celebrate how odd that term, a sacrifice made. I don't know that we celebrate, to be precise, the tortuous death of an innocent man, a God-man who gave himself for us. I think rather we celebrate the life that is born of it, 
the resurrection, the conquering of sin and death, the hope that comes. I think we celebrate all that's entailed in the restoration that's implied in the word atonement and reconciliation in the way in which we're drawn out of ourselves and back into community with God and with one another. And so today we observe, we celebrate this most solemn joy. Today, it's not mandated. Jesus said, every time you drink the cup and every time you gather for a meal together, invoke my presence Remember me. Remember that there's a day coming when I will do this with you. That this feast will be ours together. And just so you know how excited I am about that day and how serious about that day, I'm not going to be partaking of this cup until that special day comes. But you, you remember, you observe, you celebrate. And so we're here. I know some of you didn't participate, but hopefully most of you took a minute between Sabbath school and church, prayed for somebody, washed their feet, received the blessing of the sacrament of humility, followed the example of Christ. Hey, it's easier times. You didn't have to take off your clothes and wrap your towel with a waist. And people aren't wearing sandals with no pedicures walking through the streets of Jerusalem with dust and the animal products. Nevertheless, hopefully you've had a chance to remember what Jesus did. The role that he took, the place that he humbled himself to in that moment to model for the rest of us what our lives need to be about. This solemn joy. Because it's not just about a wafer or a little glass of juice that points to a cleansing. The cleansing's only a part of it. The restoration's the bigger part of it. It's about the work we do in service. It's about the gospel that we present. It's about the community we build. It's about what we model for a world. Because otherwise, if there's no difference in any of this, this is just a cup. This is just a bread. You might as well do that at home. Our texts today said some interesting things. Psalms is very familiar. And hopefully you've spoken it or memorized it or thought of it on numerous occasions when you've struggled with life. Last week, I don't know if you remember, we spent a little bit time talking about struggles. And David had his struggles. He struggled with some of the very public things that some of us have struggled with as well as so many of the private things. There are many struggles. David said to God, create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. That's the essence of the transformation that we seek. Whatever our issues, whatever our personal challenges or struggles. Hey, we don't talk about them, but they're there. Addictions of all kinds. We don't talk about them, but they're there, right in our congregation. Shame surrounding parenting. We don't talk about it, but it's right here in our midst. Marriages that are struggling. 
And that's the course of it pretty much post-fall. Adam and Eve haven't gotten along since the day they ate the fruit. That woman you gave me, that serpent over there, the blame game began, and sadly, we struggle. We struggle economically, and we feel like maybe it's our fault if we'd invested better or not been so cavalier or started something earlier or planned better. Maybe if we'd seen the the downsizing coming and not lost that job or whatever the story is. Today is a day of renewal. It's, It's a day in which we get to let all of that go. I alluded in my pastor's letter to something that's happening in the Jewish world right now. This week was Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, day of atonement. There's that word again. A day of making things right with God and with our fellow men. A day of judgment almost, if you will, in which we, we seek the blessing to go on another year. The week before that was Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, time of beginning. While we don't keep that calendar, perhaps in this particular communion we can be informed by these things. Because for us, it can be a new beginning as well, a time of newness. Whatever our struggles, whatever we're coming out of. We too, like the psalmist, can lay it aside and say, create in me something different, Lord. Create in me something new. Be the captain of my heart. Be the keeper of my soul. The text in Revelation read by the Yaos. Revelation 3. Let's just go to that. Many of you know this section of scripture as referring to the seven churches. It starts in, actually in Revelation 2. But in church number 6, Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love, we find this passage. Make sure I have the right reference here. It's Revelation 3, 11 to 13. Jesus reminds us that not only has he come, but he will come again. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Those who are victorious, I will make pillars in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Last week when I was talking about Jacob's struggle with God, that struggle that ended up with him getting a new name, that struggle through the night, That new name comes to him, Israel, for you have wrestled with God, labored with God. Today is the day to be the morning after, to lay aside the laboring with God, to be done, to have wrestled. Today is the day to, like the church of Philadelphia, know that God is going to write on us a new name as we have engaged a new beginning and sought a new heart as we've engaged this day of solemn joy. And in our gospel reading, Jill just 
gave us the words of Christ in, we find ourselves moving to the table, back to that upper room. Feet have been washed, humility's been modeled, servanthood has been modeled, grace has been modeled. And now Christ is about to teach them something new out of a Passover tradition. He's about to reframe it for them and reframe it for followers of Jesus forever. It's now not going to just be about the angel of death passing over homes where the blood of the lamb was painted on the doorposts and lintels. It's going to be about the angel of death passing over us as we move from life to death in Jesus Christ as we take his sacrifice as our own, as we carry his cross or our cross beside him as he's carried his, as we engage in the work and suffering of Christ that we might also celebrate the victory and joy and consummation of Christ. So I invite you to the table. May the Lord bless us and keep us to this end. Amen.